Hello, and welcome to the Innova Conversation. My name is Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Progelski. And today's conversation is about cloud options. Yes, it is. <laughs> Were you waiting for me to, I was, uh, to jump I, in there, Steve? I, I was waiting for you, Jeff. So okay, uh, Sorry, I, I let you down yet again. Add this to the list. All right, hold on. My list is, I got to get a new, new uh, legal pad. But <laughs> but but anyway, uh, you know, as, as a partner, we get a lot of questions about the cloud. What is the cloud? Um, you know, there's fear of moving to the cloud. And so what we're going to do this. This episode is really going to talk about kind of define what the cloud is and, uh, you know, what are, what are the options? You know, what what can you put in there? So I think, Jeff, maybe the, the best way to get this started is really kind of talk about and define. You know, so what is when you talk about the cloud, what is the cloud? Sure. So I think. um I think the best way, the, the simplest um, definition I heard was the cloud uh, means uh, someone else's computer um, or uh, or a computer located somewhere else. So essentially, um, you know, cloud computing is uh, cloud computing is something as as um, basic as Office three six five. It's something as basic as Google. Um, Netflix, all of these um, are solutions that are running on servers somewhere, but they're not running on um, on anything that you own. You may use your laptop to um, to log into um, Netflix or your iPad or your smart TV, but all the content and the delivery system is um, is on a, a different server. And all you need to access it is is the app and a valid internet connection. So, um, so that's the uh, that's a, a real basic. Um, you can get into you know um, guys like me like to to spit the uh, techno jargon out and and get people easily confused. There are you know hybrid clouds, private clouds, public clouds. All of these things um, are are relatively. Um, unimportant in the grand scheme of things i think to um to business owners all they care about is you know like what does the cloud mean to me and in most cases we are talking about um a public cloud um like microsoft's azure platform is a public cloud offering um it can also and that means it's it's available out on the internet to anyone who you know has a, a valid account. Um, of course, there's privacy and security around um, Azure. That's absolutely a fundamental part of it. But uh, but it exists um, out in the public space, as opposed to um, maybe a private cloud, where if your organization is big enough, you could have a um, a series of servers located somewhere that, again, is out on the internet, but it's um, it's only accessible from people within your organization via some sort of um, VPN technology or something that uh, creates a secure tunnel um, from your clients who are using it to this private cloud. And then in between um, those two, there is something called a hybrid cloud, which um, is is a mix of uh, either public, private, or it is a mix of on-premise technology and um, uh, meaning servers in your server room and um, and servers located in the cloud um, 
on you know in someone else's network. So that's uh, sort of at a high level what uh, what the cloud means. Did I thoroughly confuse you? Uh, not quite. So what what I got out of that? So the basically instead of having your own servers, there's servers somewhere else. Like so. Microsoft has their servers in Azure. Uh, you talked about Netflix, which is amazing to me if you think of Netflix, is that everything that they do is 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 in the cloud. And so you kind of you, like you said, you, you when you request something, it's delivered to you from their servers to your subscription. Is that is that safe to say? Yep. I think another part that's important that maybe I left off is that um, in a in in most um, cloud provisioned scenarios, all the all the technical junk that is going on in the background, all the storage, all that, you, you don't care about that at all. And that all should be invisible to the client. So you want to watch a movie, you go to Netflix.com and you start browsing. You're not, you know, you're not having to pick which server, um, you know, are you East Coast or West Coast? Are you, um, you know, what sort of um uh, client com, uh, device are you using? Do you have to make you know settings in Netflix? To if you think about it, you don't have to do any of that in Netflix, right? It it just works. Yeah, that's correct. Cause, you know, it, it can be a little confusing because you hear multi-tenant, you hear uh, you know, like you said, the hybrid cloud, and you, you know what's interesting is uh, you know you kind of hear like, so what makes a good cloud? But you know, Jeff, the question I have for you is, what what makes a bad cloud? Ooh, um, Bad clouds make rain on uh, on your picnic. So, so I think in terms of, of what makes you know, you have been. Uh, I know you've had conversations with with customers who have moved to a cloud platform, um, and you know, and then and then found the uh, found the solution less than ideal. Uh, I think back to seven or eight years ago when. Um, we were doing presentations on the cloud and, and everyone had concerns about security and um, things like, you know, oh, there's no way I'm ever going to put my business data in the cloud. I, it can't be trusted. And I think there's a real change in that space that uh, people have, you know, cloud adoption now is is sort of um, what everyone is doing unless there's some um, extenuating circumstances for them not to. But, but getting back to your question, what makes a bad cloud? There's a, a couple... Um, I think four or five um, items that that could make a cloud bad. Number one, um, expense. So um, if you don't understand how um, how you're being billed for your cloud solutions, and and you know, in most cases, what we're talking about here is um, is infrastructure. You know, moving your servers that used to be in your environment, whether it was a NAV server, a SQL server, a domain controller. Um, you have servers that are in your environment. You've you know paid for licensing for those. You've paid for hardware from Dell or CDW or HP, um, and you know now you're going to get these out, and so you're going to move them to the cloud. And um, and it's important to understand the expense associated with that uh, because in the case of Azure, Microsoft's got this nice Azure calculator that helps you estimate usage, but there's a lot of variables there that can you know really swing those numbers um, dramatically one way or the other. So it's important to understand that and and you know getting in a cloud agreement and then um, you know signing over a, a, a you know a one year, two year, three year contract and then and then you know learning that oh the performance we need we had to bump up the the server performance specs and because of that our $1200 a month subscription just went up to um, $2000 a month 
that's that's you know that's a really bad thing and the other thing to consider the other thing that we that i've found is that a lot of old cloud contracts are based on old pricing models in the way that um if you think back steve the uh um cell phone like remember um like five years ago i don't even know that you could afford to purchase an uh, an all you can eat um you know unlimited data plan because they were you know a hundred dollars plus if you had a provider that would would sell you that um and now it's down to like with some of um, the low-cost providers down to like forty dollars a month um and so it's important for people to be uh familiar with um and and have a current model um uh, at least be operating under the current pricing model for um for their their cloud contracts so um so expensive um that makes a bad cloud um Performance. So a question I have, Jeff, for yeah. you. So, so it kind of gets to the model. You think of technology like 20 years ago when you bought a PC, how expensive they were. And then, like they said, every two years, the technology would increase the speed double. And then all of a sudden, the technology caught up and the price started dropping. And you look at the cost of what a laptop is. And, and now, like you, kind of the old model you're talking about, how to get you you know, into the cloud and usage, it seems like, is that kind of following the same type of, of model of like how PCs dropped in price and make it, it makes it more affordable to hop in the cloud now? Yeah, absolutely. I would I would say that uh, you know the the trend in the marketplace um, is driving. So as PC adoption um, became more popular, it, it scaled and people could uh, you know the manufacturers could now start to produce thousands of PCs at a time and that allowed them to uh, you know to buy better um, from their vendors and then you know make a more efficient process in manufacturing and that all led to lower um, costs I think in the same way a cloud adoption has you know got players like Microsoft involved through Azure and to take on Amazon web services and Rackspace and so the whole um, the increased competition um, the the scale of the solution um, all of that is driving down the price you know, you know that's that's interesting because you know we get asked a lot and I think you know it's interesting I, I read something about a couple of months ago it said that you know, people are scared of, of the cloud. Like, and they said that the people over 50 were in fear of like their identity and information being stolen. And that if you're under 50, it's, it's just a matter of when. So it seems like, you know, how, how that fear is subsiding more and more because a lot of the things that we do and a lot of the, you know, you think about it, like your Gmail, your, your Yahoo, your, your, a lot of these accounts are basically you're signing on to a software as a service and, and, and you're giving your information to their, their servers that are really in the cloud. Is that correct? Yep, absolutely. So it's like the, the fact that everyone, you know, like it, it it's, Five years ago, when we were having conversations, oh, I don't trust the cloud, and um, and you know, with we're I'm having that conversation with a CEO who's reluctant to to move, and and I'm saying, okay, well, you know, so you have your corporate email, and maybe you had that on an exchange server, but you know, do you have a personal email? Oh yeah, I had a um, I had a hotmail, I have a hot a hotmail address that I've had for twelve years. Oh okay, well, you know, what kind of stuff do you do on there? Well, you know, it's. I have my banking tied to that one, and I have oh banking. You know what are you doing? In, well, my my online banking. Oh, so the cloud is safe enough for you to uh, do your banking on, but but not exactly. for your business. <laughs> and you know when I was at a Microsoft meeting uh, about a year and a half ago in Chicago, I remember that they were they said that over two hundred thousand Azure accounts were being set up monthly. So it has to be 
well north of that now. So it's 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 amazing how how fast this is growing. Yep, I would. Uh, I mean, I was at the uh, Microsoft Worldwide Partner Conference last summer. Uh, it, I mean, the rate like thousands per day. It's just it's it's crazy. So um, I think the, the and then getting back to uh, to the bad cloud stuff. The other things that uh, that make for a bad cloud or poor service and support and that would be directly from your provider um so you know is it easy for you the all the things about um about cloud computing that are supposed to um, make it great uh flexibility um you know ease of use ease of deployment so if you have someone that um you know your cloud provider kind of keeps you uh um, handcuffed in in that oh you know if you want to add a user you've got to submit a request and then we'll get back to you within 24 hours and confirm details and um that sort of uh you know the the poor support um the inflexibility that that makes a, a cloud provider bad um then also just the the physical performance of the uh um, of the equipment that you're running on you know if you're running nav in the cloud um you know that that nav is it requires a pretty robust um hardware uh to you know to to run on so if that uh if the performance isn't you know if the machines that you're running on in the cloud aren't properly configured no different than if they weren't properly configured within your data center um, you know that's that's frustrating. So so uh, poor performance leads to a bad cloud, a, a bad cloud, and last but not least, reliability. So you know, do you have um, does your cloud provider giving you some sort of financially backed service level agreement that you know tells you these these machines are going to be up and available for you to use ninety nine percent of the time, and if not, we are going to uh, put some money back in your pocket for that. I think that um, that's the big thing that uh, I, owners often have um, their their biggest doubts about. You know, if uh, it's one thing to have your email in the cloud, and if you can't get email for uh, an hour during the uh, the business day, I mean that's that's bad. But um, but if your ERP system is running in the cloud and you can't manufacture, you can't record um, uh, consumption on a on a production order. Your people can't ship. You can't invoice. You can't collect money. Your customers can't place orders. That's a whole different set of of, um, of worry for a bit. So you need to make sure your um, your cloud is reliable. So um, and and you know what, Steve, I'm like. I'm sick of talking about bad clouds. Let's talk about good clouds. Yeah, you know, if you when we we look at uh, you know, what the cloud offers, like I think of you know just Office 365. So many people use it, and, and and the ability to collaborate in the cloud, right? You have the like you said the exchange where you can you can access your emails, you know, calendars, contacts on you know on on, on your desktop, your laptop, or a tablet, and you, you know SharePoint. And I tell you what, they have Microsoft Teams now where you, you can kind of like instant message people, you know, audio or video. And, uh, you know, I was talking with, uh, I was trying to explain this to my wife who's not a techie. It's like texting, you know, how you can text somebody instantly. And you can, you know, the collaboration ability that you have, if, especially if you have team members scattered throughout the United States, it just, I mean, it's just amazing how it can improve your productivity. I would I would agree. The other thing that I think is is a huge um, paradigm shift is that um, that we are experiencing with with our own product, um, um, 
Dynamics 365 Business Central, but it's it's also true um, in in terms of just basic file formats. But remember when um, remember when like the the hosted version of an application was like a dumbed down version of it, like. It, Stick, sticking in the Microsoft ecosystem, like Word. So you had the Microsoft Word. Um, if it was installed on your desktop in the Windows client, you could do um, everything with it. You also had available to you um, the web version of Word, but it was um, significantly limited in terms of its feature set. And so you were, uh, you know, kind of like, um, okay, this is nice, but I can't do all the fancy formatting, and, and there's functional areas here that are missing. Um, now with the cloud, um, there's still like in, in Business Central, the the latest and greatest updates are coming to the um, hosted version of Business Central before it's getting rolled out to the um, Business Central on-premise crowd. So it's sort of that that reversal of the paradigm where you needed to you know have a a rich Windows desktop client to get the full functionality. Um, it's you know Microsoft has has acknowledged the momentum and the cloud adoption rate, and so that's where they're putting their resources to get it out to to get it out to people. The other part of that that I think is is fascinating to consider is like keeping files on your own network. Um, you know that sort of gets you to uh, so if you had a you had an Excel spreadsheet that was you know let's call it the Q drive, Steve. So you had a, a, a an Excel file on the Q drive, you opened it up and then I needed to add something to it. Um, you know, you get in that whole thing where, okay, open a read only copy, um, get a notification when it's back, it, you know, so, so there's limitations that, um, that Excel file, if it exists on um, a hosted SharePoint environment um, in the cloud, you don't have to f configure all the fancy permissions. It just respects all the Office 365 security groups that you know you had to set up for email within your domain. And now you know anyone can get into that document. It kind of turns a um, a dumb document into a, a smart document because it can be shared and, and collaborated on, just like you know, just like you said. Uh, you know, great points, and I think Microsoft sent the the shot uh, last last year because when they released uh, Dynamics 365 Business Central, what was the version they released first? Yep, it was the cloud version, right? It was the cloud version. So that was the first time that Microsoft ever released the cloud version, cloud version first, and then the on-premise version. So I think they kind of, you know. They kind of indirectly told people this is kind of where we're going. I mean, they've been telling everybody for years. Look, it's we live in a cloud first and a wolf first world, um, and that you know that's kind of the direction that we're going. But you know, they they really you know made that known uh, uh, on the last release of, of of Business Central. So I, you know, and you know what's interesting is that you know it's hard to cover a topic this big in a conversation like this. So when when we engage with our customers and, you know, the questions that we hear all the time, like, you know, well, I'm not ready for the cloud. And, you know, we hear it all the time. And, you know, maybe it's because of fear. And, you know, some of the add-ons that we deal with aren't ready for the cloud. But everybody's investing their resources to get them uh, to the cloud. So if you get a chance uh, and you happen to be on our website at novi.com, uh, we have like little things on the top of our website, and there's a section that says Nav in the Cloud. And when you actually hover over that, it talks about Nav, Office 365, Microsoft 365, Skype, and Dynamics 365. So it really kind of kind of walks through a little bit because those are the questions that we hear, Jeff, what daily, 
you know, we're being asked for customers, you know, and what's cool about this, this stuff's all hosted up in Azure, which is the Microsoft cloud. So when you think of good cloud, that's what I think of. (laughs) So exactly. And I think that, um, most importantly, um, you know, Microsoft has resources. This is the other thing that I think makes Microsoft unique in the cloud hosting space is that there is, you know, Microsoft has so much um, content available for people who want to, you don't need to necessarily work with a partner like Inovia um, to get to the cloud because there's all these training resources available for free um, for your own people to that, you know, have the tools of, of um Azure migration. I mean, like they've, you know, they've not only do they have this robust cloud platform, but they've also invested uh, money in determining, um, developing tool sets for people just to move to it. So, so, you know, it's, it's not like a question of they've been, they've been including it um, in the server operating systems, the, the, the building blocks of a cloud migration um, since server 2012. Now here we are seven years down the road and we're able to take um, advantage of that um, technology. So so that's important. Also important to consider um, the Microsoft. I know Steve, uh, maybe, I don't know if you've been able to work on any of these um, with our customers, but Microsoft has um, what they call a cloud consult that they work with a partner like Inovia and an end user that's looking to go to Azure. Um, absolutely, that is something that if you're interested in, you should reach out um, to us because putting you in touch with Microsoft directly, they give you um, uh, they put you in touch with their own Azure engineers that will do a proof of concept with you that will help um, answer the nitty gritty technical detail questions about, you know, how do I create a point to point VPN and use uh, on Azure? This is the brand of my firewall. And they'll, you know, they, they, they have all these great resources that are available to help you get there. They, they make it really easy to be able to take advantage of all that. So um, that would be uh, something else that I think is important for people to, to take from this conversation. Well, great. And Jeff, you did a webinar yesterday for our uh, customers. What was that webinar? Uh, that was, um, you picked the wrong cloud, now what? So uh, this is all fresh in my mind. Well, that's great to hear because, you know, some of the calls that we get were uh, you know, people aren't, aren't happy or had a bad experience. And I think Jeff addresses that. And so uh, where you can find that in a lot of our webinars, if you go onto our website at novi.com, there's uh, events that will show the upcoming webinars that we have. And then we also have uh, the past events you can kind of see, which would be uh, Jeff's uh, webinar that he just talked about. Uh, also, uh, if you get a chance, we are on LinkedIn and we are on Twitter, and we kind of post up our events. And I think the next event that we have coming up here is our annual Innovia Customer Conference, which is uh, April 24th and 25th in uh, Wisconsin Dells. And I think, Jeff, you're actually doing a uh, presentation um, or two. Um, and so if you if you get a chance uh, and, and uh, you want to talk to either Jeff or I more uh, about the cloud, please uh, seek us out. And to our customers, you know, your account managers are there to help you if you have questions about the cloud or, you know, where you're at and you're thinking about it. And, uh, Jeff, I really appreciate you getting in, in uh, detail and kind of going over uh, the cloud. And, it's, and it's, you know, it's a continual conversation. So I appreciate it. And, Jeff, any, any last uh, thoughts that you want to uh, talk about before nope. uh, we sign off here? No, nope, I've talked way too much already. Oh, Jeff, that's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> so... 
<laughs> All right, everybody. We appreciate you, you signing on for this episode of the Adobe Conversation. Uh, looking forward to talking to you uh, uh, soon. So take care and enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.